I'm Eduardo Medina, Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman. Today, I'm speaking with Community Editor Elizabeth Hurley about the upcoming moratorium on student housing vote in the city of Auburn. She'll tell us why the city is considering such a vote and who it's expected to affect. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Elizabeth Hurley. Hey, this is Michaela Burns, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just wanted to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Suite 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com, click on the upper right-hand button that says Donate, and support over 125 years of local, independent journalism right here on the Plains. Once again, that's theplainsman.com, and find the orange button that says Donate. Thanks in advance for your support, and now back to the show. Elizabeth Hurley, hello. How are you, Eduardo? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's cold out, but I'm... It is cold out, yes. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this um, moratorium on student housing vote. Yes, big so, one. Can we? Can you just... I didn't know what moratorium even meant, what it was. Maybe I'm dumb, but... Eh, it's hope, a big word. I hope I'm not alone. Can you just talk about what that means and what it is? Yeah, so moratorium, I, I honestly had to look up what it actually means the first time they said I'm the word. Alone. So That's yeah. <laughs> It basically means to stop, to halt, something along those lines. And so a moratorium on student housing would mean a stop to student housing. Stop. They're not going to even consider plans for it. Mm. They're not going to, you know, approve anything new for it. Basically, we're not going to even talk about building anymore Mm. until date. So do you want to start with the specifics or do you want to start with why they're even doing this? I guess let's go back. To about this time last year, a little bit earlier, like November, December-ish, when Mayor Ron Anders created his four task forces. He created one for boards and commissions, which they wrapped up their work in January of 2019. The Diversity and Inclusion Task Force, which is still around, and um, they're working on planning events and things like that to promote diversity and inclusion. There's the Short-Term Rentals Task Force, which is which their work has pretty much come to a close and now we're right. getting a short-term rentals ordinance coming up. Yeah, that's um, going to be big too. Yep, sometime in February to April range is right. when the planning commission and then the council will hear it. Then the last one was student housing. Mm-hmm. Their work kind of wrapped up in uh, November-ish. Mm-hmm. And so then they kind of presented to the mayor and the council their findings. And what did they find? <laughs> Well, <laughs> they basically found that we don't know because mm. right around the time that they finished their work was when the university placed their enrollment cap. Mm. And so the data that the city had from their student housing reports, which they commissioned one every three years starting in 2012. So it's 2012, 2015 and 2018. Right. When those reports came out, that was before the enrollment cap. Mm. And so those reports said that based on the number of student housing that there currently is, that's coming online, they predicted essentially that Auburn needed more student housing because at the rate the university was growing. But then the university said, no, we're not going to grow. They screwed that <laughs> they up. We're going to stay here. So the reports all were leading towards like Auburn's going to grow, Auburn's going to grow and just keep growing. And so we need a place for these kids to sleep. Yeah. So cut to the board of trustees deciding that we're going to do an enrollment cap at 25,000 undergraduate students. Uh, so basically where we're at. <laughs> where we're at, basically, right. And that kind of put a wrench in things as far as city planning goes, it sounds like. Right. So they, you know, obviously, like, everyone kind of heard that that might be something that they were considering. But 
right. you know, can't really do anything until they approve it. So they approve it. And so then this kind of the task force, the city council and some city staff were kind of like, well, our numbers are off then because right. their numbers showed that um, their absorption rate, as they call it, which means the amount of beds that could be filled in addition every year to what's already being filled was about 400. So basically an additional 400 bedrooms were needed each year right. in order to essentially account for the amount of students coming in, which was growing by about and 500 per year. Obviously not anymore. Right. So no, essentially there's no more growth <laughs> in terms of student population, according to the enrollment cap, going to be happening. So that absorption rate goes way down. So explain this to me. So developers are still building these apartment complexes, right? Companies are still coming here and building. We do you know. have three underway right now. And obviously we had several that came online uh, this past fall, right. like the Standard and 191 College. Those, yeah, these those, huge complexes. Those in opened um, in the fall. And then Uncommon Auburn, um, the Union. Right. Uh, those are supposed to be coming online this coming fall. Right. And then you've got 320 West Mag, which is supposed to be coming on in 2021. Right. So there's... Obviously, they're still building some. And then, you know, you've got the whole thing with the academic detached dwelling units, the ADDUs. Mm -hmm. There's those that are, you know, being proposed and things like that. And so Mayor Anders came to the council in December and was like, we don't know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of change that's happening right now. And I think we need to give ourselves some space, some Some time to figure out what we want to do. Right. So that's how he came up with this moratorium on student housing for 90 days so three months and uh, yeah so is that the kind of is that the gist of what this moratorium is is it just a it's going to stop production on student housing including purpose-built student housing like the private dormitories or like the academic detached dwelling units it's going to stop like the city is not even going to consider those for that 90-day period. Right. So if you're, let's say you're a developer and you want to build a private dormitory and you come to the council, if this moratorium is approved and you come to the council during the 90-day window, they're basically just going to say, sorry, not yeah. uh, not right now, come back. Do the city think that's enough, 90 days? Or are they limited in how long they can do this? Or why, no, why 90 they days? Could, they can extend the 90 days. They Obviously, if they approve the 90 days, it has to be a minimum of 90 days. But they can extend the 90 days. They right. can uh, they can set it to a date certain. They can set it to a date, you know, um, for example, with the downtown master plan that was mm-hmm. created a couple years ago, they placed a moratorium on student housing. And basically, they set it to until the downtown master plan is finished and right. approved. No student housing. So they all, so they settled on 90 days. They thought that's enough time to get our heads wrapped around this thing. Right. And so in the 90 day period, city staff is tasked with figuring out what's going on and figuring <laughs> out and basically updating the 2018 report to kind of better reflect the growth numbers of Auburn University, which would basically be zero. Right. And figuring out what exactly their absorption rate is, how many beds that, that could realistically be filled each year. And how many more Auburn really needs. Right. Um, Mayor Anders pointed out when he was talking about all of this at the first meeting in December that there's roughly going to be about 31,000 students, 25,000 undergrad, five to 6,000 graduate. And there's a route right now going to be about 37,000 beds. So mm. there's a difference there. Yeah. That's... <laughs> now, he did also note that um, there's about that that number, the 31,000, does not take into account the 700 uh, VCOM students. Aren't there some Tuskegee students? Right. There's also Tuskegee students that live here, Southern Union students that live here. So, you know, he said it's hard to say exactly, you know, exactly how that number fluctuates because there's also Auburn students that live in Opelika or something Mm. like that. 
But generally speaking, that's kind of where they're at is that he is thinking that trends are looking at like there's less students than there are beds. So it sounds like the city thinks when I say the city, I guess I mean, you know, Ron and uh, Jim Buston, the council. Are they facing any opposition or does everyone, you know, kind of on board with this? So when uh, Mayor Anders made the proposal for this, Mm -hmm. it was at the Committee of the Whole, which is the meeting that's held before the council meeting with all the council members. Thank you for explaining that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they said they were going to have a discussion on student housing. And that's kind of the idea that he brought to the table. And he was like, does anybody else have any thoughts, ideas? And that was kind of the one that stuck that everyone was like, I like this. Let's proceed with this. And so the council voted to instruct city staff and ask them to write an ordinance for a 90-day moratorium. This was at the beginning of December. Okay. So then over the next two weeks, because council meets twice every month, so that right. was the first December meeting. So by the time we got to the second December meeting, uh, after speaking with attorneys and other people, they realized that, because they were hoping, the council was hoping to vote on that ordinance at its second December meeting. Um, mm. By the time we got to the second December meeting, though, they realized that they couldn't because <laughs> it, it needs to go through the planning commission and needed to go oh, through okay. more vetting and things like that. So they said it would probably be by February would be when the council could vote on it, which is true. They're going to be voting on it on February 18th. Right. So in January, the planning commission was able to vote on the um, ordinance because part of what the city attorney said back in December was that it needed to go through the planning commission because it was possibly related to zoning. And anything that has to do with zoning has to go through planning commission. Right. So planning commission voted on it and they approved it as written. So now it will go to the council. So now it's up to the council and that February, you said 18th, right? Yes. February 18th date. And that's when they'll decide to either go with this moratorium or not. Right. And it sounds likely that they will vote on it, right? Or is that... I mean, they're definitely going to vote on it. Well, yeah. (laughs) I don't think that they will uh, pull a what they did this week where they, you know, just nobody made a motion. Somebody will make a motion and they will vote. I definitely think that. Um, It's hard to say. I will say a lot of the council members are looking for information Mm -hmm. when it comes to student housing numbers. You know, a lot of people, residents and council members raise concerns over how many, you know, student complexes there are. Um, A lot of concerns come up in terms of where they're located. However, that's what the downtown master plan really took care Mm, of, uh, is that basically pushing everything to the west, which would be basically where 320 West Mag is. That is the west of downtown. I don't really know how cardinal directions work, if we're (laughs) honest, but I just know... (laughs) That is the West and that they're trying to push them to the West or to the East, which would be over by like where 160 Ross is. So, Elizabeth, I meant to ask you this uh, a minute ago. The during let's say it passes, right? Mm -hmm. During those 90 days, what exactly is the city going to do? So kind of like I said before, they're going to city staff is going to work hard (laughs) and (laughs) research. Not that they don't work hard. They always work hard. Um, They're going to hit the ground with research, trying to figure out what kind of where they're at number-wise when it comes to the number of students that are looking for purpose-built student housing and the number of actual student housing beds that we have. Right. And so they're going to work with the university when it comes to talking about, like, you know, on-campus living, like dorms, because as you guys have talked about before on your show, that Mm -hmm. the university is looking to renovate and rebuild some dorms that exist and build new ones possibly. So they're going to work with them on that and they're going to work obviously amongst themselves and uh, kind of developers and talking with other communities that are similar to ours. So other college towns, they often communicate with um, Athens, which is where the University of Georgia is, or uh, College Station, Texas, which is where Texas A&M is. They talk Mm, a lot with leaders from there or even 
our other Bama school. <laughs> they talk <laughs> some, a lot with Tuscaloosa. Right. Um, and other kind of SEC schools is really who they like to talk to are towns that have SEC schools to figure out what they do okay. to handle this stuff. Like like Jim Buston always says, the city manager, you know, we're not the first ones to deal with something and we're <laughs> not the last. So we're going to see what everybody else did. <laughs> yeah. You know, it sounds like they have some things to compare themselves with and see what others has tried. Yeah. Have tried. From that, the council and Mayor Anders are hoping that the there will be some type of solution that reveals itself, more or less. Um, that kind of sounded more whimsical than it really is. They're, no, well, they're no. hoping from the research that they'll see, like, okay, do we need to extend our 90-day moratorium? You know, and they right. could extend it by, you know, a day or a year. Like, you know, it's limitless what they could do. Right. But they, yeah. they could extend the moratorium. They could end it. They could do other things, maybe make more strict rules when it comes to building them like maybe you can only build them to be so big in terms of how many bedrooms you have maybe or you know the possibilities are endless with what they could do well it's interesting because um just the fact that they're talking about this i think that problem or what they consider to be a problem is interesting in itself to analyze and Mm -hmm. and think about how it's changing the city oh yeah and Uh, i mean it's been something that they talked that all these council members talked about student housing i'd say in their campaigns in 2018 yeah it's you know one of the Biggest issues here in Auburn. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, especially for even for, for people who aren't students. I mean, mm-hmm. for residents themselves. Yeah, I mean, it involves everyone, you know. Students got to find a place to live. That's and uh, residents. Uh, Cheap places to live. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, residents are the ones that, you know, I mean, not that students aren't residents because they are. Right. But in uh, we'll say regular non-student residents. Right. Yeah. You know. The people who are who will be here after four years, mm-hmm. four to six years for some. Right. If you're unlucky. <laughs> Um, well, Elizabeth, you, uh, as always, have done a great job uh, with Thank the community section it. in general. And with this story in particular, it was really helpful. And I, I think I think this is the typical example of why what we do is important. Because oh, yeah. I think students and, uh, as you said, non-student residents mm-hmm. need to be informed about this kind of stuff. Because it's a big deal. They, they should be informed. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And um, they did say, the count, uh, Mayor Anders said that they're going to have a public hearing on this. Oh, on the night of the vote. So if anybody has any thoughts, concerns, questions, just enjoys talking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Not really. I'd appreciate it if you just wanted to talk if you did go up there because that could, that, could that could make us take longer. But take a minute. Yeah. if anybody has any thoughts on it, concern, they're, they're going to have a public hearing so you can go up there and talk. And right. they can answer questions. They can help you try to get information if you're needing it. Um, you can always contact council members, contact the mayor. Things like that. Contact right. the city manager if you have questions about how the ordinance. If you have thoughts on it, though, you're probably better contacting a council member. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I'm sure you or one of your reporters will be there uh, oh, covering yes, it for definitely. us. We'll be there, ready to go. You can uh, you can pick up a print. You can pick up a print edition of the <laughs> every Thursday. So we will have on February 20th on that edition. We'll have coverage of this issue. Or you can Wait. follow us on. Uh, on theplainsman.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, where we will be live tweeting. Or listening to um, your podcast, Public Yes, hearing, of course. Which is doing great. Um, okay, I think we'll cover good. it that week. It might be a big enough issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, well, Elizabeth, thank you, and Thanks, I will Edmonton. see you next time. My thanks to Elizabeth Hurley for being with us today. You can find her story in our print edition around Auburn and online at theplainsman.com. Sweet 1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network in a co-production with Weagle Radio. My special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it 
and make sure to let us know how we're doing by giving us a quick review. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.